Tuesday, August 22nd edition of the High Stakes Fantasy Advantage podcast with me, Greg Ambrosius, Tom Kesemick, and Derek Butcher. Man, we're happy to be with you the day after the eclipse. Tom, people got really excited about that eclipse. We didn't see nothing here, right? No, nothing happened here. What the fuck? There was no darkness, nothing. Finally an F-bomb. I've been like three or four podcasts without swearing, so yeah, I'm making a point. But no, there was nothing. It was sunny skies here in Wisconsin. Everybody's making a big to-do about this fucking eclipse. We didn't see anything. (laughs) What the hell? I I was reading something yesterday that this actually happens on Earth somewhere like every less than two years. So it's not even two years where it happens. It's just obviously not over the United States all the time, but it's, it's pretty common. When it happens that Wisconsin gets chipped out of seeing an eclipse... It's the first right. time in 99 years it went from, like, the West Coast to the gotcha. East Coast, you know. So that's shit. No, we didn't. We didn't see it. I don't want to hear about this damn eclipse anymore. Hey, at least the president set an example by looking up. I don't want to talk about him either. Talk <laughs> <laughs> football. All right, let's talk football. Let's talk football. In fact, 10 days away, man, 10 days away from hosting our first drafts and auctions in Las Vegas and New York City. Holy cow. Cannot believe 10 days away. Hey, if you haven't signed up yet for a live draft, you better jump in now because everything is filling. Spots are limited. Do that at playnffc.com. And, Tom, we know the live drafts are what make the NFFC so special. Anybody can run online drafts. We know that. But uh, hosting the live drafts in multiple cities were the only contest that has done that for 14 years. For many of us, man, it's like a family reunion with great friends, just fantastic. You've been doing New York for almost 14 years now. Talk about what people expect when they come to the Big Apple. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It is. It's, it's like a family reunion. A lot of these guys, some of them see each other, you know, baseball and then football, but for a lot of them, they don't see each other between football seasons. So here you go. It's a year later. We're back at it, and it is. It's a lot of fun, and, and absolutely. I mean, there's nothing that beats a live draft experience. If you've been doing local leagues with your buddies, you know that's a lot of fun. But on our level, you know, with these stakes, it's even more fun. And, and like Greg said, if you if you want to come join us, we've got a few spots left in New York. we got spots the second week in Vegas. So come on to Draft Live because, yeah, you can play online and sit on your couch, and that's easy and sure. you got everything there. Your fridge is right across the way. But we'll feed you. We'll give you food. We'll give you drinks. Come and Draft Live, win some big money, have a lot of fun, and get into a real great fantasy league this year. Yeah, and there's nothing like it in Las Vegas, too. I mean, I've been doing Las Vegas for baseball and football for 14 years. We're holding the Fantasy Sports Trade Conference out there before that. I mean, we've hosted at the Rio, the Stardust, the Flamingo. We even were at Palace Station one time. We are at the Excalibur. I mean, we're at the Bellagio now for the last eight years, and there's nothing better than the Bellagio. Perfect spot on the Strip. Just fantastic weather out there. I just looked at the weather. It's like 105 every day out there. I love it because I want to see sunshine, not an eclipse. Darkness <laughs> does nothing for me, trust me. Fuck but that eclipse. No. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. 
The auctions are the best. Brady Tinker is the best auctioneer in the industry. If no you've question. done an auction before, fine. Come to Vegas. This is what it's all about. And, uh, you know, we have $10,000 drafts, $20,000 drafts. It's just unbelievable to see. But uh, the best thing is the camaraderie. Guys get together and have a great time. Look forward to seeing each other. Like I said, it's like a family reunion. And, Derek, you're on the other side. You're one of the people who... Took the time to fly to Vegas. You, you were with buddies, you know, you were looking forward to it. Talk about it from the player's point of view. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Uh, first couple years I went to St. Louis, and, and nothing against St. Louis. We had a great time there. But the first time I went yeah. to Vegas and walked into the Bellagio, it was like, I don't know. Uh, if, if you guys have seen the movie Clerks, when Randall walks into the big video store and just drops to his knees, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how Greg, it felt. Greg, I guarantee you Greg is on <laughs> So I think a lot of our audience has probably seen that. So, I mean, that's what – he's right. I mean, the, you walk in there, there's you, – you see those ballrooms and the tables all over and all these guys in the goofy shirts and the jerseys and guys you've you've seen and heard about and played with. It's just a – it's a great time all the time and you know it's it's the same but it's different every year it's unique every year you never know what you're going to see i mean last year when we were there for for baseball we we almost got locked into the bellagio with all the weird stuff going on the robbery and the jewelry store and the guy jumping into the fountain i mean it's just it's just a blast i mean it's uh you know it was great to be on on the other side but it's going to be fun to be on this side too so uh, i'm looking forward to both new york and vegas can't wait yeah, you're going to see them both. You know, I'll give you an experience. In 2002, I went to the World Championship of Fantasy Football, and I flew out of Green Bay. And so I figured I was the only one going out there. And I get to the airport, and I'm not kidding you, there's at least 10 guys wearing WCOFF shirts or got jerseys on going to go out there. I could not believe it. Right. I was like, this is insane. And these guys were so stoked, and it was fantastic. Lenny and Emil put on a fantastic show out there at uh, in New York. New York, they had the bridge, and the draft was at the MGM Grand. And people flew in from all over the country, and I knew the industry had changed at that moment. I was like, could not believe there are 548 teams paying $1,250 to draft live, and it changed me. I, on the flight home, I wrote the rules for the high-stakes baseball, and that was it. I mean, we went on from that point on, but I just had a vision from that point on. It was unbelievable. So, okay, again, 18 shopping days left in the NFFC drafting season. Ten days from now, Tom and I will be hosting auctions at this time. So, come on, if you want to win big money, join the NFFC. You can win 150000 100000 80000 all kinds of money. We're going to give away over $3 million this year. And, Tom, we got to talk a little bit about last year's NFFC primetime champion. That was Clark Olson. He won the $150,000 primetime. He didn't sit on his laurels, though. He's playing baseball right now. And, in fact, he's in first place in our main event, has a chance to win $125,000. How amazing is that? Yeah, it'd be a heck of an accomplishment. You know, it's not. It's pretty hard to win multiple national championships in any of our contests. Hard to win one. <laughs> it's hard to win one. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Thanks, Derek. It's hard to win one in our contest, but to win one in football and then to win one in baseball, possibly, that's historic. So yeah, Clark is having a great season. We got some time left in baseball, but uh, it's been a heck of a run. He's he's been dominating in the in the main event all year long. So that team has really been strong from pretty much start to finish. So we'll see how it ends up. Best of luck to Clark. It would certainly be a historic fantasy sports accomplishment. Yeah, Clark uh, has joined us in 2004. He's a charter member of baseball and football. Uh, at the time in 2004, Clark was working on the Mars rover. I kid you not. True story. He's a scientist, and uh, that's how smart this guy is. Derek, you know, how hard is it to win one championship in one sport? This guy's trying to do it in both sports. 
Well, I know it's hard because I, I didn't do it. <laughs> but yeah, what a, what a, what an accomplishment if he's able to pull it off. I mean, even being in front this far, I mean, he's it, he's almost gone wire to wire here in, in the main event in baseball. So good luck, Clark, and good luck everyone trying to catch him as well. All right, yesterday we talked about the weekend games and the changing ADPs for some of the players, so let's continue that talk. And let's start out with last night's game because we almost had a major injury. Odell Beckham Jr. got clipped in the leg. Looked like a knee injury, personally. Uh, they're saying an ankle injury right now. Could have been bad news. His ADP is 6. Uh, we haven't seen any change from last night, right, Derek? I mean, a 10 o'clock draft, people saw a little of a highlight, but he didn't change his draft spot at all. Nope, 6th overall, uh, right after Julio again. So uh, at that point, I think the, the news that came out that the x-rays were already uh, pretty clean. So no change there. Yeah, but it did look bad. And Tom Mark, Brandon Marshall also got hurt. He has an ADP of 59. I mean, those were two major injuries. Those guys may not play the rest of the preseason. Just stay healthy, right? Yeah, I would be shocked if they played uh, in any of Certainly, they're not going to play week four. Nobody does. But I'd be shocked if they played in the third game. At this point, certainly, Beckham, you're not putting him out there nope. again. And Brandon Marshall, why even take the risk? I mean, the Giants got problems on offense yep. here. You know, Paul Perkins, there's nothing special about him right now. They can't afford They lost Sterling Shepard. They can't, or, or I, should, I take that back, Shepard's back. But uh, he has been hobbled. But they can't afford, obviously, to lose Beckham. And you don't want to lose Brandon Marshall because he's your big acquisition. So uh, they, they got to play it safe, but they got to fix some things right now. Yeah, that offense is bad right now. That first-team offense was on several series last night and could not move the ball at all. I think, like you said, Perkins had, what, ten rush, uh, six rushes for 10 yards, I believe yeah, it just, was. There's nothing special about no. this guy. There just no. isn't. Well, he's the best they got right now, though. Yeah. I mean, bad. really, they're not bad. Gonna, the offensive line is not good right now either, so it's interesting to talk about. All right, Derek, you were looking at many drafts last night. You talked about one at 10 o'clock Eastern that we had. A lot of NFFC veterans in that one, yet that baby was off the ADP, wasn't it? Oh, they, they took it and literally threw it right out the window, uh, and <laughs> I don't know where it landed, because, it, yeah, it was fun to watch. Like you said, a lot of vets, a lot of good banter on the boards, and it was actually my last one of the night, so I actually got to follow the chat roll a little bit and kind of watch the draft board going, and, uh, and we saw some stuff in Rotowires that, you know, we don't usually see. I mean, Brown went too, we're starting to see that a little bit more, but Mike Evans before, uh, you know, Beckham and Jones. Cook and Elliott on a 12-13 turn. Uh, Jordan Howard, Delvin Cook, and uh, Terrell Pryor all went as high as they've gone in any Roto-Wire draft, 11, 19, and 24, respectively. Uh, the quarterback, Brady and Rodgers, came out early, but then you saw guys like Fournette fall into the middle of the third. Uh, you know, Crowell went before McCaffrey. And then uh, the fourth, fifth, sixth round kind of settled down, uh, ADP-wise, I guess, if you will. But then the seventh round, these guys were jumping. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Derek Henry, Duke Johnson, um, even your guy, Jamal Williams, went in the ninth round. We haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah. Uh, another couple, well, LeGarrette Blunt fell, uh, I don't know if it's a fall, but he was taken in the tenth round. Eddie Lacy fell into the eleventh round. I know uh, you guys wow. would probably jump on him a little higher than that. So some of your thoughts, I know you guys kind of looked at the draft board. Anything else jump out at you? Jeez, uh, what didn't? I mean, this was a pretty <laughs> shocking draft. Uh, like you said, good players, so I like it. You yeah. know, I mean, there's there, just because we have an ADP, just because we have an established way of, of things we expect to go, doesn't mean you have to follow it. Uh, you know, I, I can't see taking Brandon Cooks 12th overall, but kudos to diving in. I mean, to me, mm -hmm. I, I love Vlad. I, I don't know if we should name, but I'm going to name Vlad Sedler start. 
uh, from where he picked. That was great. Julio Jones and Des Bryant to start off, and Martavis Bryant is his third receiver. I thought he di- dominated the early. Then he got Russell Wilson as his uh, QB a little bit later. So I really like Vlad's start. But, yeah, I-, I like it when you see people just going off the ADP and taking who they want, where they want them. Because, you know what, just because we're telling you where these guys are going and where we think they should go, it's your team. Well, and draft your team. Exactly. The comment came out a couple times last night that, uh, what's the old saying, that ADP is made up of 90% of picks that uh, are made by guys that don't win the league, right? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the thing that stood out to me, actually, we were talking about the rookie running backs yesterday, and so we saw Delvin Cook go 19th. He went mm-hmm. in the middle of the second round, but then the other running back, yeah. the rookie running backs, fell. Fournette goes in the third round. McCaffrey, yeah. like you said, went to Vlad at 3 Eight. After so, call, I mean, you know. there's a guy who went 32nd overall when Cook goes 19th overall. So that's what kind of surprised me. The wide receivers doesn't don't look out of order. But when we're talking about the rookie running backs, those guys stood out. Now, another rookie running back I want to talk about is Joe Mixon because he's not moving up. In fact, Cook was behind him for a long time. He's now way ahead of him. And, of course, we've got Mixon, who looks pretty good, but Jeremy Hill is hanging around there. How do you guys evaluate that situation in Cincinnati? I mean, I think the consensus is pretty clear that Mixon's very, very talented. I think everyone would agree with that. I've been concerned about his role early in the season for months because Jeremy Hill is still there. There's nothing special about Jeremy Hill. He's a competent back, but he's a competent back. And that means he's going to get on the field as long as he's healthy. When Gio Bernard comes back, assuming he can, he's a very good back, especially in third down situations. I just, it's hard for me to look at Mixon going in the third where he often was, or even in the fourth, and saying, I'm in, because I do think there's competition for touches. I don't think running back was a glaring need for the Bengals. So I, I, they went for the talent, and I kudos to them for that. But I am worried about just how many touches he's going to get with this backfield, especially early in the year when Hill is still there, and then assuming Gio Bernard can come back. All right, let's talk about one more running back. That would be James Conner, who's going to get the carries this week because Lev Bell is not going to report until next week. James Conner had, what, 20 carries for 98 yards? Uh, I don't know if you saw his hands at all, though. They threw four passes to him. He dropped two of them, caught one of them. I mean, he does not look very comfortable in the passing game, and that could hurt his fantasy value. But, I mean, if you're drafting Bell, this seems like a good handcuff. His ADP is 172. What do you think, Derek? I think it's an okay handcuff. Um, You know, Lev Bell goes down. You're going to get nowhere near that production. from Connor, I know. I know when Lev was out last year, D'Angelo Williams put up the same yep. kind of numbers, yep. but that was three games to start the season. Pittsburgh was feeding him the ball. If if Bell goes down, um, James Connor, I don't know. I maybe I put him at sixty percent of that type of production, fifty to sixty. I don't know somewhere in there. I think there's other ways to handcuff Lev Bell with other backs on other teams. Um, so I don't, I don't know that you necessarily have to go with the Connor handcuff. All right, I, sounds I, I good. I agree with that. All right, let's talk about one more running back here, and that's Rex Burkhead. I mean, this is the New England situation. Very, very hard to figure out, as we know. Burkhead looked pretty good over the weekend, though. He had seven carries, 20 yards. More importantly, three catches, 50 yards, and a TD. Tom, what do you make of that backfield? You're one who likes Deion Lewis. What's going to happen there? 
about the only thing I think we have clarity on is Mike Gillisley's in a lot of trouble here because he can't get on the practice field and if you can't get practice you can't play you're not good you can't you know if you're hurt you're not going to play so practice yeah no it matters <laughs> you got to be able to at least get on the field and, and be healthy he's not healthy you know, Rex Burkhead can play. James White, we know what he can do. He should have been the Super Bowl MVP. And Deion Lewis is a complete running back of the, of the guys. So I think they've got options here. I think Gillisley's the one. If you were drafting, I didn't like where he was being drafted before. So I think he was being overdrafted. He's the one who's in trouble. I think what's going to happen here, assuming all four stay on the team, I think all four are going to have various games where yep. they're the guy. But good luck figuring out which of those games Belichick decides to make for them. So I I like chasing these guys later, but, man, relying on them from a weekly perspective, I think that's trouble. Perfect for you a best ever? ball situation, yeah. Uh, all four, you yeah. grab all four of them in a best ball type, type team <laughs> yeah. and you're set. Other than that, yeah, it's going to be hard to choose. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Eight days until I leave for Vegas. We're going to do that countdown on the podcast every day. Nine days till you guys leave for New York. I looked at the forecast. Wednesday in Las Vegas is 105. Then it cools down to 104 the next day. So looking forward to that. Forget the eclipse. The sun is the most important thing. Right, Tom? Goddamn right it is. <laughs> All right, let's keep the drafts rolling in the NFFC. That's playnffc.com. Online championship $100,000, get in tonight, cut line, $60,000, one more week, primetimes and classics starts. Talk to you guys tomorrow, good luck in all your drafts tonight.